Lovejoy, actually. <laughs> oh, what are we all drinking? We should be drinking a... Co- I'll come to the cocktail in a minute. Yeah, no, should we show what we are? Some red wine. Oh. <laughs> it's drinking an entire bottle an entire of red wine. An entire bottle of wine. No, look, I've... That, that's what's but I've it was about there. <laughs> She's already drunk an entire bottle no, of wine. I Some had, Cabernet Sauvignon, is it? It's Merlot. It's Merlot. I had yeah. about a glass on Friday, then I did some cooking yeah. with that bit, and then I've now I've got probably two <laughs> warm glasses. So I haven't drunk the whole bottle. Very good. It went into Very some good. chili. I am drinking Dead Pony Club kind of lagery. It's IPA. It's really nice. I'm drinking uh little gin. <laughs> Which is blueberry gin, little blueberry gin. Oh, green are they sponsoring olds. us? Are they sponsoring us? They're not. I mean, I didn't want to have a Gordon's because I didn't this like Gordon's. This is not Gordon just gin. This, this is little gin. <laughs> yes, it's lovely little gin. Um, um, Excellent. I will also add, just in case I sound a bit weird this episode and like I'm over enunciating, uh, I'm drinking my gin through a straw because I had my tooth out. Oh, oh. It's horrible. And I can't close my mouth properly on this side. And when I tried to put my lipstick on, I just couldn't, I couldn't quite do it. But anyway, welcome to series six. Oh my goodness. Oh my I feel like it should be is, a drum roll. This is the <laughs> final series though. That's so sad. Is anyone else finding, this is, it's quite sad. It is, it is sad. It is, I feel sad. Yeah. I mean, what are we going to do afterwards? Well, I'm going to do a PhD. Yes. <laughs> In Lovejoy, so, no, in, not really. In, yeah. in Lovejoy, <laughs> only, if only. Oh, that'd be amazing. I wonder, if anyone, I wonder if anyone has ever done a PhD oh, in, somebody, lo- in Lovejoy. Somebody will have done, and if not, maybe one of our listeners has. Yeah. Um, I did ask people their opinions of Series 6 on the Twitter, and then I have a follow-up related question of great import that I have asked oh, yes. also on the we Twitter. Feel like, I feel like we should. Yeah. Should we reveal the results? Well, should we say, should we say hello properly? Yeah, I mean, it's only series six, maybe we should have... I mean, um, they probably know we are by now, but go on. Welcome! Hello, this is Lovejoy Actually. It's a recap podcast about Lovejoy, but if you don't know that by now, what the hell are you doing listening to series six? <sighs> yeah, exactly. Go back, go all the way back 75 episodes or, or whatever um, it is and go When we get one. new listeners, when we get new listeners and they discover us and they tweet us with things like, oh, I've just discovered this and Lovejoy is my favourite programme, I like your podcast, I go, yeah... Started about the fifth one we did because we knew what we were doing by then because the first two are chaos. (laughs) (laughs) That's very bold of you to assume that this episode isn't going to be chaos as well. Well, I think I've just learned how to edit by by like number fifty. It's all relative. Do you want to introduce ourselves in alphabetical order? Okay, I'm Em. I'm Helen, and I am Paul. And this is Lovejoy. Actually, a recap podcast about Lovejoy. I said that already. <laughs> we're recapping the fact that we've recapped. Yeah, that's, I, that's okay. Yes. We're, we're on. We're on. You brand. know, on trend. Yeah. On um, brand. I just yeah. tried to find out if anyone had done a PhD in Lovejoy, and all I'm getting is lots of people called Lovejoy who have done a PhD. Uh, have any Lovejoy. people called Lovejoy done PhDs in Lovejoy in a kind of weird mm. normative determinism? No. Type? Um, Chris no. Lovejoy, a PhD student studying at the UCL Institute of Neurology. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Impressive. Well, imagine um, if your neurologist was called Dr. Lovejoy, I would lose my mind. Not Dr. Lovejoy, just Lovejoy. <laughs> just Lovejoy. <laughs> just Lovejoy. So you realise when, and we're leaping ahead a little bit, but what is missing from this series? 
when you first when you watch the first oh, episode. Yes. What is notable by its absence? Um, is it, is it the same thing that's happened to the front of of my hair? Pretty much. <laughs> I cut my hair what, in lockdown this night. It's what we've all got because the hairdressers have been shut for however many months. It's. A mullet! Love Joy's mullet! So, I have asked our our dear friends on Twitter, uh, which Lovejoy do you prefer? And I've written Lovejoy avec mullet. Which Moulet. I thought I'd just throw it. Avec mullet. I just thought I'd throw this in for Helen. Series two to five, he, he was with, mu- with mullet. It's like being with child. Oh, <laughs> I'm, I'm with, with mullet. mullet. I'm with Congratulations. Mullet. <laughs> um, or sans mullet. Which is series one and series six. It's like a mullet sandwich. Yes. With with two bits of mullet or two lacks of mullet and two yeah, and a mullet. The, and a mullet piece of bread are like yeah the lack of mullet. The, the lack mullet of mullet. Is the filling. It's a, that analogy only went so far and then it didn't work. But anyway, <laughs> of the people who have answered on the Twitter, it was quite an enthusiastic response. Given it's only been up about an hour and a half because I meant to put it up. I thought about it in the middle of the night and thought, oh, I'll remember to post that first thing in the morning. And then I didn't, so I posted I it about an hour and a half ago. I thought about it in the middle of the night, as I often do. I did. I woke up and I was like, oh, I've got to post that on the Twitter. Um, 68% so far are saying they like him avec Moulet, and only 32% are saying sans Moulet. I did not put in a I don't know option. I think I'm on the sans Moulet. I, I think 100% of us are on sans Moulet, aren't we? Sans Moulet. Yeah, yeah, I'm on sans Moulet. Do you mean I just how, how attractive he is? Or are we talking about the actual quality of the episodes? Oh, uh, no, how, how attractive, attractive he, is. he is. I was looking oh, at the shallow. Now, I was talking about how much I was enjoying the episodes, but I have only seen one episode of Series 6. So Yeah, no, 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 that would not out. that would not be fair. But I did also ask them about Series 6, so just to give... Because have either of you watched further in Series 6? No. Or you both just when gone, when right. did it air, Polly? So it aired in 1994. Yeah, so I'd, I think um, I'd pretty much start going out yeah, by this point. it was October. Sort of second half of... Yeah, so I, I didn't even wrote watch down it when it was, was on. It was the... This aired on the 2nd of October 1994, which... Because I looked it up because I thought it was definitely past the time of the mullet. By the second yeah. of October, nineteen ninety four, wasn't no. it? Oh, it really was. Well, they it could is. not justify it. So I asked. I didn't get a lot of question, a lot of answers to my question. But I asked uh, series six. What are your feelings on it? Highlights, lowlights, uh, favorite episodes. Let us know. And actually, Dave Ridgway, who for some reason, Dave Ridgway, whose name I always pronounce, just say in full, Dave Ridgway. He's not Dave. He's not it's Mr. Ridgway. He's so many Dave. well, Dave Ridgway. Dave's always have to have a qualifier because everyone's called Dave. So mm. Dave Ridgway who we love, um, has said very strong series. And I've got to say, I agree with this. I'm going to give you a little little teaser here. Very strong series, first three especially. Uh, The best episode is Somewhere Over the Rainbow. And the worst is Last Tango in Lavender because I don't like the end. Now, I don't like the end either, but I agree with him absolutely that Somewhere Over the Rainbow is the most beautiful episode. Oh, I'm excited. It's, it's episode number three, and it is gorgeous. It really is. And it's in a place that I have been. You've excited. been everywhere. I've been everywhere. <laughs> it's, it's, is it, it's set on Burr places. Island. We used to go places. You remember, you remember those days. It's set on Burr Island, which is off the coast of Devon. Lovely. Anyway, we're not on that, though. Today, we are on uh, episode one of series six, and I'm going to immediately pass over to Helen, who's probably... Oh, actually no, because Emma's work. actually got her hand up. Oh, sorry, Em. Em has her hand up. Yeah, oh, the listeners can't see that. <laughs> so it was for me in the in the edit. Are we doing? Are we doing a cocktail for these episodes? 
You are absolutely right. So, uh, this episode, uh, for reasons that will become clear, I have chosen a cocktail for this episode called Anna's Summer Shot. Oh. It contains one ounce of ruby red vodka, uh, a quarter of an ounce of uh, lemon lime soda, a splash of grapefruit juice, a splash of orange juice, and a splash of sweet and sour. Love that it. That sounds really nice. I, uh, and also, what it's... is red vodka? I don't know. It sounds amazing, but it's also very. Uh, I thought vodka was also appropriate. Yes, because, I thought, I thought uh, whatever we did for this episode, it has because Anna Tebor, who is the character in this episode, um, after whom, well, the cocktail isn't named after her, but it's why I chose it. Or it might be. You never know. Um, <laughs> is Polish. It's Polish, and therefore I thought it was uh, appropriate to have. Uh, something that was A, called Anna, and B, had vodka in it. So Lovely. There we are. It says, combine everything in a shaker and shake vigorously with ice. Yes, so pause the podcast, go and go and source some grapefruit juice. I was going to say, surely every cocktail recipe is the same. Combine the, shake the ingredients together with ice. <laughs> I mean, it probably is. I, mean, I, just, I just thought there was some sort of analogy in there it was it was a sort of metaphor for the episode Mm, especially because it's got sweet and sour in it as well sweet and sour in it as well lovejoy is very much shaken in fact many people are very much shaken by this episode charlotte both literally and metaphorically oh so many people i was gonna say we decided that we're gonna recommend a cocktail for you all to drink every episode. We were asked we were asked to do so by one of our wonderful wonderful listeners and we finally got around to doing it. But I will just give you just as a little taster. Those of you who are on Patreon, we are going to release our cocktail recommendations for each series on Patreon. So if you do want to go back and have a rewatch while we're still in lockdown or even once we come out of lockdown, um there is an accompanying cocktail now for each episode which is going to go up in the next uh, or probably will be up by the time you listen to this episode. Yay. Amazing. Series 1 and so then we'll exciting. come to series 2. Et I mean what a great Very reason exciting. to to drink along with Lovejoy. I love it. It's so fantastic. Cuz I've been really spending my uh my furlough <laughs> wisely. <laughs> uh, so series 6 episode 1 Fair Exchange interesting title we've always exchange is often a theme in lovejoy and it shall be a theme in this episode so uk tv shall. uk tv play of like um dispensed with their usual format of the summary normally there's the sentence that's the generic description and then the specific but no they've just combined them together today i mean they've just gone crazy so <laughs> um lovejoy is up to his old tricks again in the light-hearted comedy when he uses a dud check as a bridging loan but gets in trouble when the deal collapses. Mm. Which is, I mean, that's a description really of the subplot. Kind of. It is, it is really. Maybe they didn't want to just give too much away. I think you think it's going to be a major plot because I have to say, mm. this this series started well. The opening was glorious, I thought. M- maybe UK TV play feel like me because when I do the the podcast like notes that they were quite extensive as we went through series two probably to about series four and now they're just like two lines like these these guys wrote it this is what we like spy i have not made made very extensive notes partly because i know this i can practically recite every line i know the intonation that's used everything there are going to be certain lines that i quote for you word for word with exactly the right Pitch, I swear. I don't know why. I was obsessed with the first few episodes of this series. It's because Ian McShane is hot as. He is hot as, hot isn't he? Hot as. Really is. And 
like quite a lot of like sexy action in this one as well. There is yeah. a lot of there's a lot of oh my god. Oh <laughs> there is. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> my pop. <laughs> So yeah, I was excited from the beginning of this, but even before the actual beginning during the credits, because obviously they've changed the credits to to yeah. um, to uh, show the new Lovejoy uh, Son Moulet. And so that was my first moment oh, yeah. of excitement Son where Moulet. I saw the beautiful picture of him without the mullet. And I was like, this is, it's going to be good. It's brilliant. It's, it's brilliant something already. something about the eyes and the lips in that picture, the facial expression. He's got a bit of a Mona Lisa thing going yeah. on. You know what I mean? That enigmatic <laughs> facial expression. Isn't he? Well, yeah. I mean, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes, he does. Anyway, I'm going to stop interrupting. Um, no, I think you were going to say what a brilliant start it is. So maybe you can tell us what happens at the start. Well, I was going to say the other thing that's uh, appropriate and brilliant is, do you know, because I think this is actually one of the best written episodes. I think mm. some of the lines in this are gorgeous. But did you notice who wrote it? Yes. No, wait, hang on. I did and thought I should write that down. <laughs> I'm, I'm looking at the page. I did not write it down or remember so it. So I it? saw the name in the credits and I thought, oh, I recognise that name, but I don't mm-hmm. know where from. Because actually mm-hmm. he only wrote one episode of Lovejoy, this he one. He did and this was but it. But his name is familiar for another reason, for he is a it? star of Lovejoy and he's in this episode. He is. He's a star of this episode. He's glorious in oh, this episode. Oh, he's brilliant in this episode. He's wonderful. I quite fancied him. It's by Eric Deacon. Do you remember Eric Deacon? Dennis! Yeah! It's by Dennis! We love him! Dennis wrote this episode. It's amazing. He did. I got really confused because there was somebody in this episode that I really, really, really fancied, but I did actually, I'm pretty sure, write his name down, (laughs) fingers crossed, and I knew that wasn't who wrote it, so that's why I looked a bit confused. Who was that? Tell me that it wasn't... um, Of course it wasn't Gordon. I was going to (laughs) say, please. I mean, I have terrible taste, but not 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 that that terrible. terrible. No, it was uh, Mr. Tabor. Or the alleged Mr. Sable and his husband, husband in inverted commas. So Eric Deacon has loads of acting credits, but is predominantly an actor. But I thought this writing was absolutely smashing. Yeah. I thought it was so good. I understand why Dennis is in really so much did. now as well. So. I, like <laughs> how he wrote, I like how he wrote himself. That's quite cool. Um, but he wrote himself brilliantly yeah. and he developed the character brilliantly from the character that mm. he and presumably the writers had created. I just think it's gorgeous. I think it's lovely. The, so. the Mrs. Ta- Mr. Tabor, he's someone quite... Is he Scottish in real life? He and quite is Scottish famous? in real yes. life. I recognise him. Now, I do have an issue, I do know this, with getting confused between somebody being tall and somebody being sexy. So it may just be... <laughs> That he was, he was incredibly, tall. incredibly tall. He but was I tall. He was sexy, but we're miles away from him. We'll meet him later. Because this episode actually starts with Beth banging a massive gong on the back of a truck. I thought that felt a bit Eric, our Eric. <laughs> like he's my it old did. boyfriend. Oh, our Eric. That's, that was it. But it was a great beginning with the gong, which he claimed was the rank gong, but clearly was not. It was I mean, just a big gong. Been. Maybe he just made the gong, but he did put his name on it. Also, so he didn't say rank on it, you know. It, it, so. oh, I probably should have researched this, but I'm fairly hmm. certain that the rank gong that they hit at the start of every film is just made of like paper mache. It's not a real gong. I thought oh, it was as well. Like a yeah. prop, basically. And it's in the yeah. London it's in the London Film Museum. The actual plot prop that's on the TV mm. that's actually that's shown being hit, it, yeah, it is papier-mâché, but isn't it in the London Film Museum? Don't know. I don't know. We should really... Series 6, in, uh, still not doing any research. 
No, but I tell you why that. No, I tell you why that's interesting because London Film Museum isn't it based at Pinewood, and ah. I swear that's what where he was kind of meant to, or not meant to be, but it looked like that was where he was meant to be because it, it said it said Planet Pinewood. I'm sure that's where it is, but I might have just made that up. It, a comedy opening. It sort of. I felt like this series just burst into life with joy, with him banging the gong. That's not some kind of weird euphemism. Um, with uh, you know announcing the start of the series as they did with those classic films of the nineteen forties and fifties. Um, and the gong. It all quickly goes downhill for Lovejoy, doesn't it? Really, the the whole yeah. gong subplot or well, subplot and plot. They're kind of they're kind of really beautifully interlinked these two plots they are because you kind of can't have one without the other he gets embroiled in the painting and has a vested interest in the painting because of this and because of the other subplot which is the sort of charlotte jealousy yes which we'll come to in a second um almost immediately charlotte has received some flowers talking to somebody on the phone um, and says, I thought you were still married, which is, I mean, it's a huge red flag, really, isn't it? It is, really. I thought you were you still know, married. Like, if you find yourself saying that, listener, have a pause, go make a cup of tea. <laughs> I feel as though something must have happened that hasn't been referenced between the end of Series 5 and the start of Series 6, because she ran off to America to rescue him. They were very cosy in yeah, that nice hotel. Together. You know, and then when they came back, they were very cosy and all's well that ends well, etc., etc. Now... I feel as though she's never really that into Gordon. He's a prick from the start. Oh, and she awful. does she does sort of resist him and we'll come to that a bit later on. He, yeah. Um but but you know, and he and he's very, very pushy. But I think what has happened between Charlotte and Lovejoy that he even gets a bit of a look in, the fact that she waits until the very end to say, Don't call me, which I will come back to because mm, I love mm. that line. But why why does she sort of allow him to play along w- with her you know what why do they play along with one another for so long yeah well i think you know, to me like she obviously knew gordon before before he got married maybe she really liked him when she was younger and a bit more naive and then he just sort of forces his way into her life because even at the start when she's on the phone to him going you know oh i thought you were married and then maybe he even i can't remember if he says at this point that he's been divorced or whatever but he's on a mobile phone which to mm. me is 90s um, what's it called? Like a nineties quick way of Twattery. saying this person's a villain. <laughs> yes, <laughs> because they have a mobile phone. Well, yuppie, isn't it? It was a yuppie yeah. thing at that time, and certainly at this time. I mean, I wrote an article taking the piss out of mobile phones in our school newspaper in nineteen ninety eight, and this mm. was only ninety four. So they were, if they were still something of a joke, or the ones that had different ringtones and all that were a joke in in yeah. ninety eight. But no, I just I I did find it this slightly. I didn't find it implausible in that. I think that Eric Deacon had written it very well, that she does have a type. She falls for these utter, like, posh... or Not not posh, um, yuppie, slimy dickheads. He reminded me of the chap that wanted to take her off to Paris. Yeah, he was he was pretty much the same person. He was... Yeah, to the point that I thought, hang on a minute, is this the same person? And it, it isn't. But yeah. she does have a type, it's a type. And I don't understand why, and I'm sure a psychologist could have a field day with her, about why she falls for these horrible, misogynistic, domineering little shits. Anyway, that's it. I've got it out of my system now, and so we can move on. <laughs> They're obviously really unpleasant, aren't they? Like, that's the thing. He's not a nice man. Mm. It's not like he's... He's not even charming. He's just no. a bit sleazy. no. Like everything we learn about him in the first 
two, three minutes of setting up his character. Yeah. What is he? Like, he's a freelance advisor. So basically he's made loads of money doing something or other and now he's just dicking around. Insurance. That's, that's what freelance means to me. He works <laughs> he's in insurance. So he, like, I think he's involved in, in... The reason they know each other is he's involved in insuring yeah, insurance. antiques and knows as an expert. But he is that. an utter... Utter snob throughout, you know, in a, um, a few scenes time when Lovejoy comes in and she, he says, darling, we have company. Yes. Like Lovejoy is some kind of, oh. and he, he has this witty little aside, which is, don't worry, Gordon, I'm house trained. But he's horrible. And actually, Charlotte isn't isn't really a snob. I know she has a potential tendencies that way, but she isn't actually. Yeah. You know, and it was Charlotte who was actually seemed quite... I don't know. I don't think. I don't feel that Charlotte is a snob, even though everything in her background has given her ample reason to be so. Yeah, but she isn't. So yeah. So Planet Pinewood. So this is where they're they're taking the gong <laughs> Planet to Planet Pinewood, Pinewood, which is obviously yeah, like the UK version of Planet Hollywood. Brilliant. I loved it because obviously they want it. the gong for the restaurant, totally fitting with the with the theme. But basically, it doesn't fit through the door. And they're about to open the restaurant, and obviously the people that were going to buy it, who own the restaurant, are not going to buy it now because it doesn't fit. And the classic mm. line, "You should have measured it." As someone who's currently having worked under the house, and everything <laughs> seems to be about measuring stuff. I'm everything like, yes. is about measuring. Oh yeah, I'm like, you yes, should have you should have it. measured it. Rookie error, love exactly. joy. Rookie error. And then he explains. I think he does a bit of fourth wall breakage where he explains the check thing. So what we heard from UKTV play about the mm. check is like a bridging loan. So I didn't quite yes. get it because I never get these sorts of things. But I think basically he's written a check which is a dud check, like not you know that will bounce or whatever, to whoever he bought the gong from, without having to have the money to buy it because he's going to get the cash from the people he's selling it to when he sells it. Yeah. When he sells it. In. But obviously that's that plan has now failed because he can't now sell it to Planet Pinewood. And who the hell else is going to want a massive giant fucking gong that doesn't fit anywhere? <laughs> so he's, a, he's in a bit of trouble. A massive gong. And that, again, not a euphemism. It is just a, a massive gong. <laughs> come come to, come over to mine and see my massive gong. I mean, it does sound like an amazing chat-up line. Um, it is. So, yeah, so that's the kind of setup of that plot. And you do think that's going to be the main plot. It's like, how are they going to resolve this whole gong issue but actually then we get introduced to the other important characters don't we mr and mrs tabor at this point i did write mr tabor's uh the act playing mr tabor's name down because i was immediately went over it was clive russell who's been in it loads was. of stuff i didn't write down anything that he's been in clive russell has 184 acting credits on imdb including seven episodes of game of thrones more importantly for our purposes he's six foot six very, very handsome. Although Polly thinks he looks like Russ Abbott. He doesn't. He looks like Ted Hughes. I still think he Hot. looks like Russ Abbott. I think he looks like Ted Look Hughes. Look up Russ Abbott. He looks like Russ Abbott. Are you saying that Ted Hughes looks like Russ Abbott? Because that's kind of going to ruin Ted Hughes for me as well. A little bit. No. A little bit. Just a little bit. Just a little bit. <laughs> Um, so who are the tables? So the tables are a um, Polish couple... Uh, who claim, well, she claims to be a sort of Polish aristocracy who's sort of fallen on hard times because, you know, let's we've got a bit of a break from British aristocracy falling on hard times. <laughs> yeah, let's have a poll who's fallen on hard times. I guess the implication is that it is to do with, uh, you know, communism and the, the Cold War and all of that sort of thing. Um, and therefore, she has this painting, which I didn't really like, 
You might disagree. I, I didn't really know. Like I it. didn't really like it. Yeah, and it but weirdly looks like Charlotte. Yeah, it does look a bit like Charlotte, and that's what. Well, but again, the person who points that out is this awful Gordon went. Oh, she could almost be your sister. Yeah, which made oh, me think he probably had to check her sister as well. Was, yeah, oh, he probably would. But Gordon was kind of in on it. She she has this ugly painting of um, a woman which she wants to sell, which is by a guy called Olovsky, who was real, was Polish, uh, was from the sort of turn of the 19th century, so the sort of late 18th, early 19th century, I think. And um, excellent research, well done. Boom! Uh, it's like it's only series six. I finally, <laughs> finally done some research, and yeah, she has basically said, um, "I I need to I need to sell this, but I want to do it." Uh, privately, I want to sell it privately um, even though I know it would sell for far more at auction, I want to do it privately because I don't want everyone to know I'm selling off my stuff now we've come across this a lot of times with British aristocracy yeah. Um, you know, basically I'm I'm ashamed. I don't want to have to admit that I'm on hard times. Yeah, and it's such a sort of well worn story. You can see why Charlotte yeah. and Lovejoy Although Lovejoy's not there at that point, is he? It's just Charlotte and Charlotte Gordon, fall, falls for it. And actually why wouldn't you? Because yeah. this bit she must have heard this many, many times. Yeah. And it's a status thing and, and it is good. So so far so good for what turns out to be a cunning plan. Um, um uh, then we have Beth trying to get Lovejoy to sign a form. Which made me, made me feel well, like we, I, at work. I think there is an element of like exposition because, or it's reminding us as well that Beth is actually at college. I, you keep forgetting that actually Beth's on work experience. Yeah, so she isn't the, actually the never-ending work the, experience. That's the payroll, whatever it is, is she? Well, she, she's getting money from the college in order to work for Lovejoy, which is a fabulous ruse for all concerned. And Lovejoy has got to sign her form now. Why he doesn't just say, "Just give it to me now, I'll sign it"? I'm guessing perhaps. He has to write some kind of report for her because I know yes. that when we have when we have interns, you know, it isn't enough just to go. Yes, they showed up for their internship because she's been there a while now. Yeah, about what she's been doing and what she's been learning, and he can't just write. Well, she's really good at faking stuff. <laughs> yeah. She knows how to like pick a lock. Picking, she knows how to pick a lock. You just can't be asked, basically, can he? It's a shame because, like, no. yeah, Beth is gonna. It's really bizarre though because, like, he does. I, mean, I know he's got a lot else going on and he's got all these issues with the gong or whatever, but it does seem like he's sort of, uh, you know, he's forgotten, you know, that Beth is a real asset to them and like a real part of the team. And she's been learning suddenly he's, he's being quite dismissive of her, really, because not only because she's saying, OK, it's not just I need the signature. If you don't sign it, I'll have to go. Like they're not going yeah, exactly. to lose my place on the YTS. She's pissed off. He's not taking her seriously. Um, but this is almost flashbacks to Eric. He's not... I mean, I know Eric was pretty useless and Beth's actually very good, but he's not very <laughs> oh. good at appreciating people. And Beth's done yeah. I mean, yeah, so that, that is the them. real reason that Eric went, really, wasn't it? I think he was sick of... Uh, like, you don't take me seriously. You don't believe I'm yeah. any good. I'm just going to go and do something else. Mm. Yeah, no, no, no. Um, that is true. When I did my uh, work experience at Alan's Records... Um, and I'd accidentally told someone who'd come in with a load of records when Alan wasn't there to go to the other record shop. That's amazing. <laughs> he wrote on my little form that I wasn't very good at using my initiative. And I was like, well, no, because I'm 15. So <laughs> sorry about that. So the problem... So should we explain what he's done with this check, which would have worked all very well, except dot, dot, dot. He bought the gong. He gave your man a cheque for the gong, knowing he was going to sell the gong on straight away, therefore was going to have enough money in his account, therefore it would have all been fine, he'd have had enough money to actually cover the cheque. 
Except that he hasn't measured it, as Helen said. Very important. Rookie error, Lovejoy. He didn't measure the gold. Oh, he did, but he didn't measure the frame. Yeah, so they yeah. Measured, the, they measured the... Yeah, well, it wasn't him, was it? It was the people he bought it from, you know, goes to see them. And he's like, why did yeah. you... I told you to measure it. They're like, yeah, we did measure the gong. It's like in this massive frame. Yes. Which is which is fairly stupid. But the point is, you know, whoever's faulted is, and I think it's theirs, not his. But he is left with a gong that he can't sell and a check for said gong that he can't clear because he can't sell it on. Yeah, so, it's not going which well. Which is not legal, as we discover soon when, Der- uh, when Derek makes his appearance. When Dennis, Dennis. is Derek. Derek, Dennis and Eric. Derek. Derek. Let's call him Derek. Derek, now, Derek. Derek. Oh. Um, so the, Gordon and Charlotte go to supper. Don't they? Because she does, for whatever reason, she actually... I was going to say, for whatever reason, she actually seems to like him. I yeah. miss dates. She, I miss going to, like, dinner with somebody. I just miss She it. likes him, but or she's supper, not cosy. they call it. They call it supper because yeah. they're posh. She likes him, but she's not cosy, cosy with him. I almost wonder if she is missing slightly that sort of high life and actually, you know, the idea of being wined and dined and with someone who's seen as her intellectual... I, I, I wonder if there's a lot of flattery going on here. Yeah. Because she never seems... She's not cosy or comfortable with him in the way that she's cosy and comfortable and relaxed with Lovejoy. That's because he's a That's total true. maniac. He says and he's to a her, bully. He says to her, friends should always be lovers too. What? So that's a it's phrase. Like literally but the I've never heard saying. that phrase. And also he's a bully it's gross. from day one. He's a horrid, horrid human being. He's pushy, but in a nasty way. <laughs> he's, she he's meets, she meets him halfway and then in brackets I've put, no, not 0.2% of the way. <laughs> Because she basically says, "Oh fuck off, Gordon! Oh, you can come to dinner tomorrow." Because, like, yeah, because he um, wants to go in for coffee, and you know, I mean, literally, friends should always be lovers too. I mean, it's literally the worst. It's not a saying. No one it ever is. said that. No, it's no, awful. no one's ever it's said that. It's a terrible idea. But she also, but he also asks her if there's someone else, and she says no. Which is interesting. Yeah. She does, and that, that's what I wondered because they were very much together and quite openly so by the end yeah. of the last series, I thought. Yeah. And I find that 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 actually felt more like a continuity error because it worked for the story than anything else because it isn't ever explained. They didn't fall out. Yeah. If this had been after the previous episode where Lovejoy had hidden in the wardrobe or, or was meant to come through the wardrobe and he'd ended up being you know seduced by one of her friends that i yeah. would believe so yeah so maybe the christmas one oh if we're yeah. going to call it christmas one maybe it should have just been a standalone one and it doesn't know. quite it's, it's fit it's... i know it's a bit strange isn't it so then derek turns up dennis <laughs> dennis don't call yeah we can call i know I, go on <laughs> <laughs> I just say that. I say, yeah, Dennis shows up. I did say Derek on purpose. I do know that he's called Dennis. Um, I guess the guy who loved to gave the check to knows that he can't sell it because he's been to him already and said it doesn't fit and everything anyway. Because um, he obviously yeah. hasn't actually yeah. tried to cash the check, but basically it's been re- basically the police have found out that he's trying to go around giving these dud checks. It's actually well, not. This guy says. Tough titties is the which is a wonderful phrase which I then used at school and got a detention for. <gasps> Polly, I thought it was a great phrase. Tough titties didn't really occur to me that out of context it's not really very well. Even in context, it's not actually that polite. Anyway, carry on. That's an aside. But it's it's a great phrase <laughs> and it's really fun yeah. to say. Tough titties. It's kind of pleasing alliteration. It is pleasingly alliterative. But then Sorry. Dennis, because obviously, as we know, and this is a theme throughout this episode, Dennis. Loves Lovejoy. Like, he really likes he him. Does. And he doesn't want he does. him to, you know, be punished. You know, they're, they're friends. And so Dennis gives him four days. So, and we know it's Friday, his deadline. So I guess it's 
Monday when this is Monday and like like he says I should be nicking you now but yeah. I'm not going to yeah. he, he is sort of bending the law a little bit isn't he well yeah. he is bending the law yeah. He's, um, yeah. so it gives, it gives him the time it would have taken the cheque to clear which is actually quite you know yeah. to basically fair I suppose to come up with the money so um, the benefit of the doubt in massive inverted commas I suppose but yeah so that sets up yeah. what he's got to try and do he's got to try and sell well either sell this gong or at least get you know, three grand somehow. Um, and then we go back to Charlotte and Gordon. Oh, so she's invited him to supper the next <laughs> night, but it's not, it's not a deux, um, no. as he was expecting. And he says, oh, I thought, I thought it was just going to be the two of us. And she says, you were thinking with the wrong part of your anatomy. I like, I like that. Yes. This is the bit Same. where I thought actually Charlotte is still very much in charge and actually maybe she doesn't like him as much as... You know, I, I was sort of, I kept wavering in this episode, going, oh, she loves him, she loves him not, she loves him, she loves him not. She doesn't love him. I, I think I felt she's it was quite irritated like, You know when you so, suddenly, you've just sort of acquired a boyfriend because they won't yes. go. They've sort of not understood. And they're just there in your house. And you're like, why? Yeah. That happened to me for three years once. <laughs> Uh, I definitely experienced that that accidental boyfriend you're like oh whoops how did I don't even understand where did he come from yeah Yeah, definitely grasped but this is where Gordon is like a full well first of all we learn Gordon's full name which is Gordon Fitzalan and I very much enjoy anybody with a name like that because in our house if someone's name is Gordon Fitzalan we all shout and Alan Fitz Gordon and then we all shit so even I was watching it all by myself with my Happens in looking at my Kindle, I still shout at that at that point. Oh, uh, which is brilliant. Alan Fitzgordon. Um, <laughs> so, um, but she, oh, I have to say in this in this scene, love. Um, Charlotte is wearing a beautiful dress. Yes, I love, but it's one of those off she the shoulder is. things. Like, oh, I always, but I could never pull those off. And also, because well, how do they I, how do they stay up? That's what I always wonder. I see exactly. them, they look, always look so beautiful in films or whatever. But I've never seen anyone really wear one in I real think life. It's, I think they, it's they wouldn't. They wouldn't stay up on me. They would just fall. I would have a a wardrobe malfunction. You've got to take them like with gaffer tape. And then you've got to take it off afterwards, it really hurts. How very sexy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's um, not, that's the, the thing about sexy dresses. Like, if you know all the the scaffolding, yeah. they stop being quite so <laughs> sexy. Isn't, the, isn't this where Lovejoy turns up with the gong? Yeah, trying, trying to, to, to I Charlotte love for some reason. Charlotte's tone of voice here. She, he, she, he says, what do you think this is? And she goes, let me take a wild guess. <laughs> It's a gong. <laughs> and I love it. I love it. I love it. I love the sort of very sassy Charlotte in this. I absolutely love her. But this is where Gordon says, and this is the comment I hated, mm. when she says, but actually, come in, Lovejoy, there's something I want to show you because the tables are there for dinner. That's right, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. And, yeah. Um, oh, and uh, he says, darling, we have guests. No, sorry, you've been invited. Yeah. You don't have guests. You are a guest, dickhead. Yeah. And it's that... We do oh, have a, company, or we do, we do have yeah, title. Yeah, I, 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 I think down Charlotte, Charlotte, we Charlotte underlined we Charlotte, we do have guests. And then I've yes. written, oh, what a villain! So, oh, so but it, it's that villain. it's that controlling nature, that subordination of women thing that I dislike so much. I mean, talk about misogyny of the week. This in, Gordon is the misogyny of the week. The entire yeah, his Gordon. entire character yeah, is Gordon. just abhorrent. Yeah. Oh, he's awful. Anyway. Um, so, and then we go, because um, the other sort of plot, which the, the YTS plot, um, where <laughs> yes. Beth, basically Beth is thinking of leaving because she's feeling so unappreciated by Lovejoy at this point. Well, she, she hasn't flounced off less... for a while, is she? She, she? she hasn't had a good flounce off for, since she flounced out of her dad's. Should we say, say what YTS stands for? 
youth training scheme, isn't it? Yes. Mm-hmm. For yes. our younger listeners and those overseas, YTS yes. meant you yes. could go and work. For our vast global listenership. <laughs> Two people in America. <laughs> <laughs> but, we, but we value our American listeners. Um, but sorry, I was going to say it's like an apprenticeship, I guess. It's like yes. a... a Easy way of understanding it. It is. Absolutely. Yeah, so, and Tink, Tink, bless him, is trying to persuade her not to leave. But, you know, quite, I mean, I completely, I'm with Beth here. I can understand, like, Lovejoy's just being yeah. a little dick to her, really. And I don't really understand why. Yeah, he really is. Um, and to be fair, he does realise that later. There's a bit yes. in that, in that though, when Tink says Lovejoy is too proud to ask for help. And he's trying to say, like, yes. look, I know Lovejoy's, like, not paying attention to you at the moment, but actually he's got quite a lot of shit going on although the only shit he seems to have going on is this massive gong so <laughs> no but you know what I mean that's not really not a reason it is massive it is massive I mean it's so, a big gong oh, no, the frame is massive let's uh... no it, I tell you what I like and again I'm reading too much into this comment but I'm going back to what we've talked about before he's displaying symptoms of basically being yeah. a bit of a dick and Tinker says Lovejoy's problem is he's too proud to ask for help and there is with 2021 eyes an implication that he's mentally not. Yeah, not I mean, really I, right I, I, I've literally struggling. put in brackets, lol, yeah. like me. <laughs> but it is, there, there is a mental health implication in a way, and we know that Lovejoy doesn't ask for help and gets bogged down and and worries about things and you know yeah all of that so so anyway that's me with my i assume yeah. that everyone is depressed because i'm depressed so there we are um the other thing i've written here is a completely uh. random aside after the conversation that they have with the tables is anna sounds like the mouse in the rescuers um she does <laughs> she sounds like miss bianca in the rescuers she doesn't does. she oh my god you've given me like a maybe she did the voice. who was who was played what? by ava who was played by Ava Gabor, who I think was Hungarian, wasn't she? So it's it's sort of, you know, vaguely Central Europe, I suppose. Oh, okay. But there you are. That so was not the same And then person. all I could hear, when I listened to her, all I could hear was the Miss Bianca in the... Isn't that a gorgeous film? I rewatched oh. it on Disney Plus. I haven't I watched it for, since I was a child. No. I'm going to watch it again. We oh. used to get it out of the video shop. Yeah, it's brilliant, isn't it? We did. It was one of my favourite films as a oh. kid. Anyway, that's a massive it's aside. It's great. So, yeah, so Lovejoy's back to Lovejoy at Charlotte. So the reason she's asked him in is he's got the tables there. Um, and so she asked Lovejoy to look at this portrait that they're trying to sell. And basically they repeat the whole thing about they don't want to sell it at auction, just privately. And they mm. Basically, they're, they, they're the Polish equivalent of the penniless English aristocrats that we usually come across, where they're, yeah. they're too ashamed to And she's a pretty woman. It's all portraits. the things that Lovejoy is a sucker for. Yeah. Aristo in distress, and she's beautiful and blonde. Yeah, yeah. And has a sexy and this, accent. And this is where I wrote, the Polish husband is someone Scottish? <laughs> yeah, he is Scottish. I mean, he's, he was trying. He's been in Midsummer Murders. We've got a nice little crossover here, as usual. Mm. But yeah, he's, he's definitely... Bit, for some reason in this, they couldn't get a Polish actor to play a Polish person. Yeah. He's been in all sorts mm. of things. Um, anyway, lovely anyway. Clive Russell, who is my new celebrity crush. He just looked like Russ Abbott. They, as usual, they couldn't get a Polish actor to play a Polish person because there were no, no Polish actors, obviously. You had to get a Scottish um, person. But yeah, so basically, It was important to... for the plot that he was tall, though, so they also need to get a tall person. They did a tall Polish person. I'm sure they exist. Yeah. I'm going to say that there is at least one tall Polish actor in the world. I'm just, I'm just putting it out there. <laughs> I'm just putting it out there. But yeah, so basically, they, it, is a, it is a nice painting. It's like late 18th century Polish painting by a famous painter. I can't remember the name. And it is actually worth a reasonable amount of money. 
And then Lovejoy um, comes up with a sort of crazy scam. Well, I don't think it's a... Are you just saying that they can make a profit because they they only want to sell it for 12 and they can... Sorry, they want to sell it for 12 and he knows that it's worth more. So he's like, oh, I can and make a quick buck As he here. says, it's just business. And actually, uh, he doesn't know... I mean, he probably has the same taste as us and thinks, why the heck would anyone want this? It's actually quite ugly. So he's saying, look, we'll take it off them. We'll sell it. If yeah. We know that it's worth more. We have told her it will sell more at auction. So we're not really diddling anybody. We will buy it, what we're prepared to pay for it. We will sell it on. We'll make some money. I get my check so it doesn't bounce. I don't. It, it's it's not even a, any kind of cunning solution. It is yeah. just business, as he says. Yeah. It makes sense and no one really loses out. No one is really conned. It's not like he's saying, oh, oh it's worth five grand and it's worth a hundred. Yeah. They're going to yeah. pay 12 and they think they can sell it for 20. But then Charlotte so, wants to keep it. So his little plan is not going to work. And he is really pissed off because obviously he's so desperate for this money because he knows he's going to get nicked. So he's mm. really pissed off when she says she wants to keep it. And they have a row, basically, don't they? Um, well, yeah. there's a very... T- I don't like her here because she... And you feel that Gordon's influence has sort of got in here where she says there's more to life than money, Lovejoy. And Lovejoy says, well, it's easy to say that if you've got yeah. money. Yeah, exactly. And that is such a... I mean, I, that could be applied mm. so much to some of the stuff that's going on at the moment and I could start ranting about the government, but I don't want to divide our listeners, etc. But that is so often the case. It's always people like Ian Duncan Smith saying, with, with all his money, saying, well, I don't see why people can't live on benefits. Yeah. He says from his 16-bedroom house or whatever it is. Yeah. You know, and it, it was like that. And I really disliked her at that point. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so they have a but, yeah, row, so, so, yeah, they, they have a row, but, like... Then obviously Lovejoy wants to make up with her, so he goes around to see her. Then ne- I think it's meant to be like the next day. This bit completely flummoxed me because he was just in Charlotte's house the next day, and he does say actually when she appears, like well, the, the door, door was, was open, open, I just came in. But I was also like, well, did you? I would have liked to see like him knocking. And then being like, oh, actually, doors open, I'll just go in. Not him just being in but the again, house. It was I bit... feel like it's a sign that they are quite friendly. And that's why this whole situation with Gordon is so odd. Because they are very... I mean, for goodness sake, she chased him across the Atlantic. Yeah. You know, they are very friendly. They do help each other out of sort of tight spots, so to speak. And, um, yeah. you know, it's... And I, I do... I just dislike her. And I didn't... I actually genuinely... Because I'm massively naive... I don't think they were having sex at this point. I think he was having... Because the fact she's still dressed in her tennis gear. I think he was having a shower after I, tennis. I think they were they were playing tennis the same way that I have been to Birmingham. <laughs> no, I honestly think they were playing tennis because I don't think they were Charlotte... They tennis! They were! She's in her tennis gear. I don't think Charlotte is that attracted to him. Well, no, I that's... Don't. Okay, I do see your point. I do see your I really point. don't. I can see her saying, fine, come round and we'll play tennis. Yeah. No, seriously, we'll, we will play tennis. In the same way that she says, come round for dinner. But then why is no, he No, I didn't say just the two of us. Because he's got sweaty playing tennis, but she doesn't look Probably. very sweaty. No, because she's beautiful and, and she, 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 she doesn't sweat. sweat Women don't sweat, they glow. <laughs> Women don't sweat, they glow. She doesn't sweat when she runs either. We've seen her running. Um, yes, but I've written, ooh, Gordon. And then I've written, they were just, underlined once, playing, underlined twice, tennis, underlined three times. Brackets in Birmingham question mark. <laughs> but she's but I do believe her in a way that I wouldn't necessarily believe Lovejoy because actually later on she thinks Lovejoy is having sex and he wasn't. Yeah. You know what I mean? I honestly I I don't it's a moot point, these are fictional characters and it isn't explicitly <laughs> stated either way, so we will never know. And it was before the but I says, do 
Yeah. I do believe her. I do believe her. Anyway. I think it, I I think if I had to guess, I mean, obviously it's deliberately left, you know, we don't know. It's, um, um, but I think if I had to come down on one side or the other, I'd say they were not. I think they're not because of what already happened with the dinner where she said, fine, you can come round for dinner. Oh, no, I never said it was just you and me. Similarly, I could see her saying, come round and play tennis. Of course you can have a shower. Oh, no, I literally meant you could have a shower. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so I, anyway, so Lovejoy is having a very bad day at this point. Oh, oh, Charlotte has bought the painting, I think, hasn't it? Yes. Have they already had it? They have they they've already gone to the because we missed him didn't we oh, sorry yeah, the Scottish the, guy yeah I mean I didn't so there's a Scottish kind of expert in I don't know if he's an expert in this particular painter or Polish art in general or something mm, like that mm. but yeah, I mean basically we do see him but I don't think I even noticed him down the first time because basically they take it to him to get it verified it is a real painting oh, from Oski? huh. is that his name a real Olovsky yeah yeah and they take it to that's right. And they take it to him to get it verified. So it's a real painting. And yeah, so once they've done all that, we then find out that Charlotte has bought it for 12 grand cash. Yes. But that she wants to keep yeah. it. So Lovejoy's gutted about that. They're not going to sell it on. So Lovejoy's going to be in trouble because time is ticking away and uh, he's got Dennis on his back, which admittedly is not awful. And then sort of everything some somehow gets... It all speeds up and gets very exciting and very complicated yeah. very quickly. So Mrs. Tabor goes to see Lovejoy to, quote-unquote, thank him, and, and that's how he finds out that, you know, Charlotte's got the painting or whatever, um, and she's really, like, strongly coming on to him, but the phone rings, so he kind of says, oh, you know, really that's, ba- yeah, that's bad timing, I'll see you another time kind of thing. Yes. Um, Which I thought and, was a bit strange, because I was like, if some hot... You know, hot person who you fancy came round for a shag and the phone rang. Would you really be like, oh, bad timing, well, I must answer the phone, or would you well, just shag I, I them anyway? Do if I would do if I'd only met them, like, one day before and they were married to somebody else. And he's got a lot on. <laughs> it might be Charlotte explaining. It might, it, you know, it might be, and indeed it is Dennis. You know, it could be somebody about buying the gong. Bear in mind, he's lost his, well, not quite girlfriend, but, you know, his on-off lover, who he obviously cares about very much, and he's about to potentially go to prison, having already been to prison. Mm. So he's, you know, he, he's going to go down if he gets... So he, he does have a lot on his plate. I think it would be fair enough to uh, put off a casual shag to try and get out of one of those many messes that he's, yeah. in which he finds himself. Yeah. To be fair, and he is having a bit of a shit day, it's true. He really is. And it's about to get a lot shitter. <laughs> so as you say, yeah, because on the phone it's Dennis who's just reminding him, you know, you've got till Friday to sort out this money for the gong. And then the day gets even worse. Oh, poor love he, He's with Tink. I counted the amount of bottles of beer that they'd had each. It was five. So they have five Stella Artois. Oh, I forgot about the letter. Yeah, he sorry. reads. Well, there's a letter that he's found when he gets home that he was about to read when Anna Table comes in and they're looking beautiful. <laughs> and uh, he, so he reads this letter after he's put the phone down to Dennis and you see him falling on his bed just going, oh, God, it's like, oh, this day can't get any worse. And yes, then he and... Uh, uh, he and Tinker are doing what two wise people would do and drowning their sorrows in many, many, many bottles of beer. Five bottles each. It looked like Stella. No, yeah, I think it was Stella. Yeah, I was very pleased with myself because I guessed what the letter was about. It was kind of obvious, but yes, it was, yeah. it was Me- Meanwhile, I didn't even write it down. <laughs> Beth's, Beth's done a runner, Beth's basically. Quit, basically. And then, yeah, so, oh, Lovejoy says a really sad thing. 
Yeah, so he, so he, they've had the beer. Then Lovejoy cracks into the whiskey that's in the cabinet. Tink is trying to kind of say to him what he should do or whatever. Um, Lovejoy says to Tink, "I know you're trying to help, but like I'm up to here with advice, so just go away. Just leave it." And he's, but he's really snappy. And again, this is why I thought the mental health thing was probably true. He's doing that thing that people do when they're not a hundred percent well, which. As I've said many times on this podcast, and you've always cut it out because you're a nice person, I have done to you, um, which is lashing out at the people you know care about you. Yeah. He does that. He just says, just leave it. And he's really... And actually, very rarely does Lovejoy get angry and raise his voice. Certainly not at people that he that he loves. Yeah. And poor Tinker. He does also say, I'd slip my wrists if I could afford a razor. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty, yeah. Again, pretty you stark know. thing to say. It is, even though, you know, he's trying to be, he's clearly trying to be jokey. But again, we all know from our jobs and whatever that often people make jokey references to things like that because dark humour when they're actually feeling very... I mean, there there are a lot of indicators to me now at this point that Lovejoy in this episode isn't very well. Yeah, he's, he's... Because really, I mean, the thing that's stressing him out, this thing with the gong and the check and everything, he's he's been in situations in the past that have been much more difficult and he's been able to handle them so it is that indication of like oh he's not managing something that when he's feeling well that he can that he can well do you remember that day that he was just completely on fire with his loony friend with the smelly feet when he ran around and made (laughs) made money money money, in about 24 hours made an absolute fortune because he can do that when he's well and when he's got the drive and the you know and it's a game and it's a challenge he is just he's quite it's kind of sad this episode he's sort of broken isn't he yeah yeah and um on a complete aside Tink is eating what looks like a takeaway plowman's. <laughs> yeah, he's got yes, a bit of a I saw pie. that. That was odd. It's like a plow. It's like what you'd have now. You know, nowadays where we can't go to cafes, so cafes <laughs> deliver to you and they just bring everything around in like a cardboard box. It was like that, yeah, but like thirty years ago. Very odd. Um. Anyway, that's not not relevant. But yeah, so they have this like they get pissed and then um obviously later on Lovejoy's in bed so he's. I mean, he wakes up, it's 11pm. He wakes up to go to the loo, doesn't he? And he's clearly feeling a bit, you know... Oh, he just makes some acting here where you're just... You know when you've had more to drink than you've maybe planned to do and then you're like, oh my God, why have I done that? And now I'm absolutely hammered and you know that this isn't even the worst of it, you're going to feel worse. Yeah. So you're kind of thinking, oh my God, how am I going to... Let me just go to the loo and like, splash water on my face and see what you I can do. You also really, really, really know that... Ian McShane will know that feeling better than anybody. Yeah, he did it very, mm, very well. Which is interesting. It was yeah. very good. But, but, you know, he would have been... that. This would have been acting from experience, not just because mm. he's a good actor, mm. bless him. Um, so, yeah, so he's waking up feeling rough, and then who should turn up in the middle of the night but Anna Dearborn? <laughs> in, a fur, in a fur coat, or indeed fur coat, no fur knickers. Coat, no knickers. Fur coat, no knickers. I actually wrote this down at this point. I wrote, fur coat, no knickers. Then when he said it later on, I was like, yeah. <laughs> yes, exactly that. Fake fur, though, he makes a point. Yes. Oh, that's not real. He's oh, a... and his voice in this scene. Oh, oh my God. Everything about this scene, except that it's so obvious. Well, it's not necessarily, but it's she's obviously up to no good. There's something going on. And once again, you'd think he would have learned on all well, these the, many the main, occasions. The main thing for me in this scene was, this man is pissed. He He's pissed and he's... It's the middle of the night. If this was the other way around, 
Yeah. And Lovejoy decided to go to Anna's house because he knew she was a bit in the, middle of pissed the night. in the middle of the night and was just like, oh, I can't help myself. Oh, what the fuck is awful? What is she doing? Do you know what I'm thinking about? Just imagine the Truthful. milk tray man in the post Me Too world. <laughs> yeah, the milk tray man is not coming in my Oh, house. yeah, he's persona non grata, surely now. Um, but yeah, so she turns up with champagne. And I, at this point, I'm writing, is it a dream? Did he want her to come? Um, but mm. yeah, so basically, yeah, so she's there with champagne. She's trying to, like, get in his pants. But he is kind of saying no. It's like a bit of a sort of, you know... Again, he says, your, husband is, your mm. husband's a very big man, he says. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So it's kind of, he wants to, but he's, you know, not sure. And so, yeah, we so then cut... Cut to the next scene. Well, I have to say, when they're kissing, he's very attractive in this scene. I mean, yes. he, he, he is. is sexy. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Like, even though I was like, I'm fairly certain this is this is not a, a good All thing bad. to be happening. <laughs> it was also kind of hot. <laughs> oh, definitely, definitely, definitely. Um, and so, so they're doing. And then, meanwhile, at Charlotte's house in the same night, she's in bed, and of course, again, a typical Lovejoy style. There's a break in. There's always a break. In. I'd like glass. to point out she breaking is glass. not in bed with Gordon. Yes, no, she's not. She's, she's in bed on her own because they were just playing tennis. Yeah. Yes. Okay, fine. Then we just tonsil tennis. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um... <laughs> I haven't heard anyone say that in so long. So that really tickled me. Tonsil tennis. The weird thing is, yeah, I know. The weird thing is though. So there's Charlotte hears someone breaking into her house, and she just. Gets up. She's on her own, as you say. Presumably on her own. There's no one else in the house. Yeah. Gets up, wanders downstairs. Gets up, just wanders downstairs. Doesn't make any effort to call the police or Earlier arm on, Lovejoy just walked into her house in the middle of the day. So maybe she's like, oh, did Lovejoy you know come back? You know what I do? I would so. hide under my bed covers. Very, very quietly. Very still. I'd hide under my bed oh, covers until, he, until they'd gone the away. Well, I would, but not if I was worried that they might then well, hear so me. We're all so different. So Polly would hide, Helen would phone the police, and I would pick up a baseball bat and go racing out of my room, butt naked, but, screaming, but, get out of my house! Have you got a baseball bat? So, yeah, under the bed. <laughs> just in uh, case. Just in case. But all of our reactions, so call the police, hide, or grab a baseball bat, are all more sensible than Charlotte. Because Charlotte was. literally just goes downstairs as if, like, just you know, just wanders downstairs just to see. I get. I do wonder if Charlotte would be like, "I'm going to go downstairs and patronise them into leaving my house." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like that's her secret weapon. Yeah. And so, basically, by the time she gets out, obviously the intruder is disturbed by her coming down. So I guess it kind of works. They drive off in what looks very much like Lovejoy's pickup truck. Can Can I tell you guys how I've written the, my note for this scene? Go on. I've, this is all I've written. Someone breaks into Charlotte's and she gets up because she's brave and she sees LJ Truck <laughs> driving away, exclamation point, which I feel puts it very precisely. The name's Truck, LJ Truck. That, that sounds like the, the kids' book version. She yeah. does. She woke up and she was very brave. I, kn- I knew that by the time I was coming to read these notes, they had to be as simple as possible. <laughs> but yeah, so um, and she gets knocked over by the intruder, right? He knocks her out. Yes. And then he yeah, like, he, he's up. like... Opens the door on her. Yeah, she's I think it's behind the door. He intentional. Like, yeah, and then so obviously look, Charlotte does then report this to the police after the event, and so then of course the next morning, early the next morning, Lovejoy is rudely awoken by Dennis banging on the gong. Rather Can than you imagine? Yeah. I just that would have was been beautiful. Sick. That was I love this bit. Poor, poor Lovejoy. Got my then, head when I was watching it. 
Yeah, and they searched the show, you know, his showroom, his, you know, his place. And um, they um, find the painting, which has obviously been stolen from Charlotte's, the Polish painting. They find it in Lovejoy's place. And I've I've put it, I was very pleased with myself. I put, yeah, um, painting stolen from Charlotte. She said it was Lovejoy's vehicle, which it was. And I put, was it the Polish lady? So I was well ahead of the game here. It was kind it of wasn't obvious. Though. It was the Polish man. Well, it it turned out it was actually the Polish was, man. And, and yes. they did it very cleverly because when they drove away, or when he drove away from the scene in Lovejoy's van, he deliberately smashed it into the gatepost. So it meant that when oh, the yeah. police were looking at the van, they were like, well, first of all, Charlotte saw the van crash into the gatepost. The van has been damaged by a gatepost and the paint from your van is on the gatepost. Yep. So yeah. it was you. I mean, it was basically like they totally framed him, you know, his vehicle was there and the painting was in his house. So basically, (laughs) I mean, apart from that, though, you know, it was arguable. Uh, I mean, surprisingly (laughs) enough, they, Dennis at this point has no choice but to reluctantly arrest him. I've written here, who hasn't woken up not knowing what the fuck is going on? Oh, I God, do yeah. like the fact here, though, again, Ian McShane, and I get this is acting and I get this is his job, he really does well at looking just really like, what? What? The, what? <laughs> like, he, he really when is can't When you believe that bit that's missing from the night, and you're, and normally it's how you got home, which is pretty bad, isn't it? But that's just because you do it hundreds and hundreds of times. As we have discussed many times, Em's normally like, oh, my God, I was sick in the Uber. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, my God, my Uber rating's going to be terrible. Which <laughs> yeah. is... I mean, you know, that that feeling of waking up and thinking, well, I remember that bit, and I'm pretty sure I remember that bit, but surely that what the hell happened happen? here. Yeah. Did that yeah. happen? Are you sort of checking what you're wearing or like... Oh, my God, I've had some awful things where I've had such vivid dreams, and then I've gone... Did I do that thing or was that a dream? Yeah. Oh, God, I wish I'd had that. And Mine's that... always the other way around. Oh, thank God that was a dream. Oh, fuck. Oh, it wasn't a dream. <laughs> no, yeah. I'm still here. Oh. Yeah. So um, Beth and Tink go down the police station to sort of see how Lovejoy is. And Beth, bless her, is trying to pretend that she was with Lovejoy yeah. as, as an alibi. And Dennis just Now, I want to it. know, how does Beth figure out... How does Beth know what's happened? Because at this point, she's buggered off... Did she come back? Did she just do that thing like when a kid runs away from home and then hides in the back garden for an hour and hoping <laughs> the parents will be really, really worried and really, really sad and they haven't noticed? I don't know, maybe Tink rang her, but why? On yeah. what, though? Or by what? On what, yeah. you know? Oh, who knows? Anyway. Yeah, we don't, we don't know. But, um, yeah, basically, Dennis lets Beth and Tink go and see Lovejoy, which obviously is completely not allowed. But further proof that Dennis loves love i get feeling dennis believes him or dennis knows there's something wrong yeah. and again there's uh, dennis makes a nice comment when he says you know uh, and you knocked her down charlotte you know got attacked and again ian mcshane does that charlotte no she's all yeah, right she's yeah. fine he knows lovejoy didn't do it and he says at one point what's going on lovejoy this isn't you and i wonder it's two things again i'm coming back to the mental health thing dennis is either going i don't believe you did this or there's so either way you either did it and there's something not right you're not well or something yeah, yeah. or you didn't do it mm. but I don't know what the I don't know how to figure out yeah. what actually happened and um, obviously so when Beth and Tink go to see him Beth apologizes for kind of running off and then Lovejoy explains to Beth and Tink what happened but then basically he's like oh but I can't tell the police Lovejoy says because you know Anna's husband will try and get me and I'm like at this point I'm like is the husband Getting beat Seriously, worse yeah. than a criminal record or prison again or yeah. whatever. 
But then no, but... Charlotte thinking that you beat her up. Yeah. yeah. It's all very... But then obviously he also... Lovejoy comes to the same conclusion because in the next scene he does tell Dennis that he was yeah. with Anna. Um, and I've written here, Dennis really wants Lovejoy to get off. So he's like, when when Lovejoy tells Dennis, look, I was with Anna, Love, Dennis is loving this because he's like, oh, great, maybe, I, he maybe he has got an alibi. Yeah. Oh, this is brilliant, yeah. you know. Um, Dennis is lovely in this. He's so... Yeah supportive and sort of believable the other thing i did like in this was lovejoy's response when beth said i'm sorry lovejoy and he goes no i'm sorry and it's yeah. the most sincere apology it's the most gorgeous sincere apology ever isn't it i think yeah and he's really lovely i love also how eric deacon wrote his character to be really nice it's like <laughs> yes you watch this yeah. going oh dennis is a good old chap isn't he it's like mm. dennis he has always it. been good though dennis has always been nice no, though has, i can't yeah. think of an example where dennis hasn't it's been, true and, and it's I think true it's to the character consistent. yeah it's true to the character it'd be a bit weird if he was normally a an arsehole and suddenly he's like the nicest man in the mm. world um, yeah. But yeah, so obviously Dennis then goes off to question Anna, you know, about um, Lovejoy's, you know, claim. And of course, she did. I put Anna denies it because she is the culprit. Meanwhile, but, I'm such an arsehole. Like, I just didn't. All, all I've written is Anna denies it! Exclamation <laughs> point. Like, but I don't know whether I was cross because I felt like she definitely had a hand in it or whether I genuinely didn't know what was going on because to my mind <laughs> it was completely normal that this woman would have gone around to Lovejoy's and just bonked him on the down low kind of thing the other thing that, the other <laughs> thing that is awful <laughs> is Beth you see you see feisty Beth because they they don't <laughs> they I don't know where that came from <laughs> sorry that's right um, they they don't believe that. Um, so obviously Beth and Tinker believe Lovejoy. They go around and see Charlotte mm. at this point, I think. And Gordon is being again an utter jerk he's because awful. they said he slanders Lovejoy, doesn't he? It is awful because he says. Uh, so uh, Tink, Tinker says you don't really think he did it because Lovejoy gets bail, but it's twelve hundred pounds, and he also gets told to stay away from Charlotte as a condition of his bail. Yeah. Well, we ought to get to the. We need to talk about the bail because that comes a little bit later, I think. Because so first they go around and just say, "Look, you don't really think he did it, do you?" And Charlotte's lying on the sofa and says, "Well, what else can I think? You know, yeah. he had the painting." So that's when Beth says, "Don't turn your back on a friend, Charlotte, because when you turn back, they ain't gonna be there." And I was like, "Whoa, get in there!" Yeah, it was, wasn't it? You can totally see why she ended up on on EastEnders. Um, I believe, isn't it? Isn't it a bit later? Isn't it the next? Uh, no, it's, or, or it's the bit... same. It's now. Well, yeah, no. Basically, they go to see Charlotte to try and sort of, yeah, exactly, sort of say, look, you know, you don't can't possibly think this is true. We need to help our friend Lovejoy, and um, obviously, more importantly, to get him out on bail. And Tink wants to use his watch, which Can't is his pension, watch. yeah, as surety for this twelve hundred. And they're asking Charlotte to, to for the money. But with the watch of surety, and obviously Gordon, I put I put at this point. Gordon is always there. <laughs> but, but this is what I don't like about him. He's this horrible, controlling. He's he is a, a type, isn't yeah. he? And he's just vile. I've he's written. So vile. Meanwhile, I've written. Gordon is a fucker. So, yeah. he, I mean, he's also so, a fucker. Yeah, I mean, so, that, this is true. So basically, Charlotte says no. She's like, no, I'm not going to take this watch for surety. I'm not going to give you the money. And obviously, that's where they have the conversation, like you say, where Charlotte's like, oh, yeah. look, I I know what you mean. I don't really think he could have done this, but. I mean, he did it. Like, what else can I think? All the evidence yeah. is pointing to him doing it. So, like, he did it. 
But then, yeah. so, so Charlotte says no, and they're kind of going off, and then Gordon kind of corners Ting. He's a sly he's little shit. And he's an absolute shit, and basically offers to buy the watch, and Ting's like, no, no, I don't want to sell it. I just want to use it as, like, basically pawn it. Yeah. Um, I don't want to sell it. And, um, but... He's disgusting. He says, beggars, unfortunately, can't oh, be choosers. What a dick. Um, and then, and so, yeah, so obviously Tink sell, does sell in the watch because so, he's so desperate to help Lovejoy. And this is where Tink also suggests that, that Anna drugged, possibly mm. drugged Lovejoy, which is what yeah. I thought. You know, as soon as I saw that yeah. champagne, I was like, hmm. Dodgy. I'm just going to say you can just use champagne. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> just use champagne. Oh, that's just use title. champagne. Yeah. That's the title for the show, Just Use Champagne. Just use champagne. The quote of Lovejoy's is, but she didn't have to. I was I was half cut and wasn't exactly playing yeah. hard to get. Yeah, exactly. Mm. But I still, I still think... Obviously, we never find out if she actually drugged him, but I, I think she might have done. Um, no, no, she did. I'm sure she yeah. did. And then, so so they've got the money to get Lovejoy out on bail, which is great. But then Beth then decides to go to see Anna to try and persuade her to tell the police what that, you know, Lovejoy can't have done it because she was with him. But mm. she obviously, again, denies it. And they've, this is where it becomes obvious if it wasn't already that her and her husband are you know, conducting some sort of scam together. Because she says, oh, yes, I was with my husband celebrating our anniversary. And it actually turns out that they had dinner for two set up champagne and yeah, brought up to the room to cover and they have the tray there yeah. they obviously so they obviously did i mean they have thought of everything they have was, set up one heck scam. of a isn't it it is a very good yeah. plan I mean, they've done again it i feel almost too good and mm. well they have done it before as we will see they try to do it again and the greed mm. is their downfall and this is where i but i wasn't that clever because now looking at my notes i'm like so at this point i'm like okay so obviously they stole it but then i've put but why Charlotte has got the painting back because the police obviously returned the recovered painting to Charlotte. Yeah. What's the motive? Yeah. So I was a bit well, slow. we find out. I, but I was a bit out. slow because it's kind of obvious, isn't it? You know, but I was like, I don't understand. Why would they do this? I didn't have a clue either, Helen, if it makes you feel any better. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so Lovejoy's out on bail. Gordon won't let anybody speak to Charlotte because he's a fucker. Um, but then, but this is what I don't like. She doesn't like to be controlled. I find the way he controls her utterly, utterly despicable. Yeah. I know I'm stating the obvious. I just think he's so despicable. Yeah. So they love to decide to go and see Charlotte, even though that's obviously against his bail conditions, which is a bit. I mean, I get why well, she he wants really to, shouldn't but do though. It is just asking for it, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. But before he gets there, he gets into his truck, and basically the seat has been moved. His feet don't reach Ooh. the pedals. Yeah. So, it's like rubbing in how short he is, isn't it? Really rubbing yeah. in. Oh, you're, you're really short and he's really tall. And then they go to the hotel to try and find the tables and they've, they've liked it, they've gone. And even in 1994, it's good to know that GDPR <laughs> or its pre its predecessor carry absolutely no weight at all. My favourite bit in this saying. bit was when Lovejoy said, who's in charge of this investigation? I was like, what investigation? You're not investigating anything. Stop. But I love, <laughs> oh my God, though, investigator Beth, we like her. She did oh, brilliantly. Like so basically, they, so they've left, they left Gdansk as their forwarding address. So they're like, okay, right, we need to get onto the Polish embassy. We need to get... Get onto the police. Try and find some stuff out here. Uh, yeah, and Beth's phone voice. Oh, it was wonderful. is like the oh, best brilliant. thing ever. But again, didn't they? Um, 
when they were in the hotel though they did ask them to confirm or lovejoy asked the hotel oh can you just confirm what was sent up to that room and the woman goes oh yeah yeah bottle of champagne uh yeah it's dinner for two why would they go oh yes that couple yes they did have an anniversary dinner yes for two yeah i'll just let me get the menu i mean what the hell what hotel does that make Give, maybe so that's ridiculous. why beth knew that she could put on but her yeah, phone box beth- and just say Oh, I'm terribly sorry. Oh, no, but she she wasn't ringing the hotel, was she? No, it was really. the police. Basically, so because the, obviously they've left a real forwarding address with the police. Oh, yes. that Yeah, she ah, rings the police, yes. yes. I, say, I say obviously, but actually, why would they? Because they're criminals. Anyway, but for some reason obviously. they've left a real address with the police. I guess they had to in case the police needed to yeah, but contact But why would they them? want the police to contact them? They could just give a fake address. Well, because if they give a fake address and the police do try and contact them, they'll know that it was them, won't they? Yeah. They've got to give them. A, they've got to give the police a real address yeah. so that so they're actually in Lowestoft, not Gdansk. You know what? I, and it and it's Lowestoft, which is not Gdansk. No. no. Um, and then Tink finds out that there is a count table who's Polish, but he never had a daughter, so Anna can't be Anna's this. Not mm. she claims she to be. The plot thickens. Then they're hiding in a fish van. I like this. It did seem a little bit random, but yes, they are. Tink I love certainly it. changed his tune since he was hiding in that meat van that he didn't. I was going to say, <laughs> yeah, but the smell of the smell of meat is different to the smell of fish. The smell of like of rotting, sort of all the blood and all of that is very different. Well, I never thought we'd cope. That's the phrase I never. <laughs> what? No, but you know that you. I can see someone really disliking one and coping with the other. Yeah. Yeah. Whichever way round it might be. Yeah. My, my only note in this scene just says, "Why are they?" Dot dot dot. Never mind. Because <laughs> they're on some sort of stakeout now. I don't know what's yeah, going so on. Yeah, they're spying on the table. Bess so is loving it. They've gone to the the address that the police gave them for the tables, and they're spying on them to see what they're up to. And basically, what they see is that some guy turns up and snogs Anna. So I put here: a guy turns up and snogs Anna. Hubby, prob just pretend. <laughs> so, and I put, and Nothing gets past you, does it? And then I put, and then I put an inverted commas. Hubby comes out with painting like package. And then I've put very astutely, very astutely. What, very astutely. What, what kind of scam are they pulling? So I, I knew it. I was onto them at this point. You were on I wasn't. Took, it took it time like I wasn't. <laughs> So I was like, yeah, what are they doing? But I, d- I didn't know what they were doing, but they were doing something. So, yeah. Well, yeah, Beth, report, Beth reports back the next day that they're at a chip van for some reason and Beth says to Lovejoy... I mean, obviously. Like, she either says maybe it's a copy or they had a copy. And at this point in my notes, in all capital letters I've written, bearing in mind Lovejoy has pulled this identical scam. I know. Why did I not realise what was what? happening? But why did Lovejoy at, at no point think, wait a minute, is this... It, have they got another one? And well, again, is because he's just feeling a bit shit. He's distracted by the gong. But that's what I mean. Rubbish. Is it that, or is it actually just uh, a not very well thought out? I mean, I don't know. It was nice though that it was it was Beth that kind of sorted it, having run away and yeah. then come back, and then Beth says, "Well, maybe." Oh, oh, she says they must have some sort of copy or something. Yeah. And he go and he says, "Beth, you're a genius." Yeah, but like, like no, but like, she's just but, she's just been with you for a, a few months. Yeah. That's all. Yeah, it is. but like you say, because we've seen this very similar scam before. So exactly. It's like, I just also have to give a shout out to the Acid House smiley badge on Beth's arm. Ah, oh, this is true. So ninety four, obviously nine 
T4, as we would have written at the time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I had to write it like that because that was the cool way to write it. Um, we were all cool, all of us. As you, I'm sure you will expect, we were the very epitome of cool. I was so cool. So this is where I'm trying to like understand this. So just before, so Lovejoy very shortly explains the scam, but before he explains it, this is me trying to work it out. Feel the cogs turn. The husband brings in the paint. The husband, in inverted commas, brings in the painting. Where has he got it from? Or are there loads? What's the scam? Why did, <laughs> why did it involve the robbery? <laughs> I'm sure we've had this before. <laughs> Haven't we had a very, very, very similar yes, thing before? Yes, it's identical. Exactly the same. Yeah. Someone making lots and lots of fakes. Yeah, so they yeah. basically yeah. fake this painting several times. So basically, Love to Explain the scam, which is essentially they have a real painting, which is actually worth money. They sell it to people for money. They insist they have it independently yeah. authenticated and so valued. So everyone trusts them. And then they steal it from um, the people they've sold it to. But they, the clever part is that they incriminate someone else. Mm. Um and then they leave the fake in the incriminating place so the person gets the painting back. Yes. Um, and, yeah, that's the scam. I mean, it's a pretty... But they've always got to find someone to set up every time. I know. Yeah. It can't Pain be that else. easy to do. Yeah. I felt that it was a bit... Yeah. A bit doubtful, really, don't you? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but Beth um, figures it out and gets all the credit for figuring it out. So, yeah, she's very smart. Good for Beth. Yeah. So they, well take, Beth. they take the painting that Charlotte bought back to the Scottish guy who authenticated it in the first place. And he says it's a fake, but it's it's basically like a perfect fake. A very fake. good. Oh, again, you've got Gordon. Why is Gordon even there? I've Gordon... at this point, Gordon is being very dodgy about this. I was convinced Gordon was somehow in on it. but No, he's he just wasn't. an arrogant just little shit. <laughs> and actually, he, I say he does what turns out to be his down so basically they first take the painting or they go to Charlotte who's got the painting back and they say look you got the painting back but it's actually a fake and Gordon's like no it's not no mm. I would know if it was a fake and so Tink bets him very cleverly £1,200 mm. that um, that it is that it is a fake And but actually this is what kind of undoes oh, yes. Gordon because when Charlotte finds out that um, Gordon bought the watch off Tink that's what really turns her off him yeah. Yes, because he gave he gave Charlotte the watch. I mean, Gordon. Yes, yeah, so and he gave Christ. it to Charlotte. She's really disgusted. But again, by that this as is well. a sign of the utter arrogance of this human being. The absolute, complete arrogance of this horrible, horrible man, mm. isn't it? Really, mm. it's oh, it's awful. But um, I do like, and this is one of the things we get quite a lot in the episodes, is the way that he explains about. Oh, what, what what is it he says? He says, oh, it's beautiful craftsmanship. And you can see Gordon, the greedy, mm. horrible, self-serving little wretch that he is. They're just like, Neh. he might as well be saying, my precious, oh, you know, uh. mightn't he? And, uh, and then he says, bent as a nine bob note. And he said, but I thought you said it was perfect. Mm. And he says, well, it is. Yeah. But, and again, you know what this led me to think? Why are all these stunning artists who can create fakes so good that you can't tell them from the original always creating fakes and not being artists in their own right? Well, they it's because the art world is a scam, as we all know. Worth more money. But anyway, he... The art world is a scam. Anyway, he says, he turns it over and he says, well, the initials were always on the back of the frame because the guy that was doing the framing was so proud of the fact that he was making a frame for this famous painter that he would always initial it and Gordon who's so desperate to be right and because he mm. realises he's just he, his arrogance has got the better of him so he could have rubbed off they could have 
they could have you know they could have been there could have been an accident or whatever he might have forgotten yeah and he goes oh yes that's possible oh well there you are then says gordon and he said but they were on the original that yeah. i when valued. i valued it last yeah. week yeah yeah so and this is where it comes out to tink's like huh it is a fake you owe me and this is where it all comes out as i say that um you know oh, it's beth who says it she goes pay up yeah she's quite scary yeah. is beth yeah and so it comes out that not only did Gordon buy Tinker's watch, but gave it as a present to Charlotte. And this is where watch. this is where the scales fall. I mean, not that I think Charlotte was necessarily that enamoured with Gordon. No. This is definitely where the scales fall from her eyes, and she sees that he's Absolutely. actually disgusting. Maybe before she just thought, you know, he was all right, a bit pompous. Yeah. She sees that he's actually a terrible she's a, human. He's a vile. And human she feels being. really bad that she's kind of you know got involved with him and feels bad for Tink, etc. Um, turned her back on her friends uh, as, as yeah. Beth said actually uh, yeah I've just written Charlotte finally gets it yeah um, and then the next thing I've written is I have my doots oh <laughs> have my doots I have my doots oh this is brilliant so they decide right how can we get back at you know how can we kind of expose the tables isn't this though where Gordon is given his marching orders before they get rid of the ta- they expose the tables because you have that wonderful line where Gordon says oh darling and you know oh. and she says don't call me darling yeah and then he says something about I'll give you a ring and she goes no don't call me yeah yeah and I love that I was like yes ring yeah. it <laughs> yeah it's brilliant I was very happy with that yeah. I was very sorry I do love that line and I remember watching that as a teenager going I want to be like you I mean I don't want to fall for slimy assholes <laughs> but I want to have that level of you know just sass and wit yeah. and all of that I love her I love her carry on so yeah so they, they decide to you know expose the tables so they they concoct their own scam so the, the painting experts are the one that they took the painting to just there now who said it was a fake who who is actually scottish um yes. goes with tink to the to the showroom which so we, this is what we learned which we didn't know this before so like but the tables have like a a gallery and the husband well mm. the re, the real husband is isn't it like the one who snogs her the one who anna was snogging the one yeah. who we think yes. is her, her, her actual husband um yeah so he they have this like gallery and so the Scottish expert guy, that we're not sure the name of, and Tink go there. Well, obviously, about to say, yeah, pretending to be Scottish. It's not the Tables Gallery. It's his gallery because he's on the phone saying, look, I've got these people. And so it, it's it's his gallery. And, and he doesn't know that they know that he has anything to do with the tables. Mm. He assumes that they don't. He doesn't know who they yeah, are. Yeah, exactly. Like, they, exactly. They don't. So it's the, hus- I say it's the husband, but in inverted yeah. is the actual husband. The actual husband. And... Um, <laughs> Well, so they're pretending to be Scottish. Obviously, the Scottish expert guy is Scottish. Oh, I love but it. Tink, Tink, I dress up Tink. And I love how they dress up. They literally dress up as Scottish In people. Kilts. He is loving it. He's loving it. But he is quite. Um, he is believable as the sort of sidekick, which mm. he does very well, doesn't he? And and so the the picture, the Olovsky, is not up in the gallery anywhere. They know that the gallery owner is associated mm. with the tables because they've spotted him in Lower Stoff mm. out the back of having their fish a snog, van, like you do, having a snog. So they have this sort of conversation, quite loud conversation. Then he goes over to the gallery owner and sort of says, "Look, I'm with this." you know, idiot aristocrat who wants to buy up a load of paint or you pretend aristocrat. He's basically a Charlie Gimbert yes. figure, isn't he? He's yeah. a Scottish he's created a Scottish Charlie Gimbert Charlie who Gimbert. wants to buy paintings and pretend he's related to them um so that uh he can pretend they're his ancestors. And basically Tinker goes, 
Isn't it ridiculous? Pathetic is the word he mm. used. Pathetic, isn't it? He's just that great Scottish kind it's of It's a terrible... It's a well, to, uh, to be fair, accent. Tink's not doing it Tink very well. Tink can't do it either. It's the worst. <laughs> no, he doesn't. But luckily, no. this guy is Polish, so he doesn't necessarily know that it's a bad Scottish accent. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't. No, I don't think he is Polish. Oh. He's British. the The guy, the real husband, is not. Oh, Polish. okay. I didn't even notice. He's got a very British accent because he rings up and he goes, "They're a couple of mug punters. They're oh, fine. He does just say just let's just do it." Doesn't yeah, he? he says, "Let's just let's just do it." And she says, "I don't like it. It's too close to home." And he says. Uh, look, you know, no, this is an easy one. Come on, this is an extra. Basically, we didn't mm. we didn't plan for, but it's easy. Let's just do it. And it, bash, and it says, you know, because they're going to go back to Scotland, so they'll never, you know, exactly. know yeah. it's not local. And which is partly the reason why they pretend, well, why Tink pretends to be Scottish. So basically, yeah, so they so they decide to pull the scam on the Scottish people. Yeah, they think it's safe because they think they're two visitors who have absolutely yeah. nowhere. And this yeah. is where we discover that the fake husband, Mr. T- who we've known as Mr. Tabor, is actually Anna's brother. Yeah. Um, yes. Not her husband. Because um, he says something like, yeah, you know, your brother's... Basically, and we, I think he also mentions that the, the brother is the one doing the faking, isn't it? Making, yes. Making, doing the paintings. Um, so yeah it's very clever so they, he shows Tink the painting and Tink says oh yes brilliant I just want to have a look at it and takes it outside to have a look at it in the light on the balcony yes. and this is when this they swap brilliant. it for the face. oh swapsies it's the best swapsie in the whole I thing I thought it was so lovejoy this moment yeah, I love it, it painting switcheroo yeah it. it's wonderful and I loved it I loved it I loved it but um, this is the reactions are great because everyone it's like the, the tables are flipped because you know that the tables are good actors. They're such good actors. Mm. He, earlier on in the episode, did some great acting when um, Beth turns up and says, look, you were with Lovejoy. You need to admit it. And he comes out and he's this very concerned sweet, I know what Lovejoy has been saying. Anna has told me. Yeah. You know, it was an anniversary and all this. It's terrible accent, sorry. But, you know, um, and at this point, they are so genuinely shocked because they think that they've done it wonderfully they think that they've planned the scheme the scam wonderfully and he comes in throws it on the bed and says this is a fake it's a copy yeah. this is not the real thing so when when tink took the real olovsky outside to quote unquote have a look at it it was switched out for a fake and now Love the tables have got the balcony. Fake. it's just a good job no one else went outside yeah. <laughs> or it wasn't raining it's a good it's job it wasn't raining. raining that would have been pretty bad uh, but it's brilliant because they can't figure out like so the the scammers you know Anna and her brother and the husband can't figure out what's happened to the real one and they're sort of blaming each other and I guess they think like maybe they just got mixed up themselves between the real one and all the fakes and they're all it's like they sort of have the infighting you want to go how many times have they done this and also surely uh, this was not plausible, even if they're doing it in different bits of the mm. country. Maybe they're doing it in different... Oh, they can't be doing it in different countries because he's got a shop. They must be doing it at least just in the UK. Yeah. And you think it would have made the papers once or twice if people's houses are being broken into and paintings nicked here, there and everywhere. I know. Or the, I mean, the, the, there's a lot of implausibility about mm. this is all I'm saying. And I guess this is all done at the farm, isn't it? So they've got like a workshop. I presume it's at the farm where they were before. It looks like it. Because also Lovejoy and Beth know where they are, so I'm guessing they've like either they followed them or they it's the farm that they already know that they're at. But what's so what's so funny is they're all so Anna and I don't know their names, sorry, but the the husband and the brother, the scammers, Mark Mark Table, yeah, the are in are in the workshop, kind of all blaming each other. Where's the real one? Or what have you managed to lose it? Oh my god, where is it? And then, well, they're in the middle of this discussion. And then Lovejoy and Beth turn up and do some sort of weird ninja attack. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I, and I didn't really understand why. I've written, 
confronts the Tabers and there is a fight I did not expect that went on for ages. And it was, and I wrote, <laughs> yay, fake fights. At this point, this was my dream episode because we've <laughs> got the kind fight. of, all this sort of double crossing swapsies on the balcony, Lovejoy being framed for something, you know, damsel in distress who isn't. And then we have a really shit fight with people throwing uh, like paint jars at each yes. other. And oh my and God, it was all very... <laughs> and turps. Let's hope that they only had to do one take for this as well, because <laughs> yeah. it must have involved a heck of a lot of clearing up otherwise. Yeah. I mean, it has been a while since we've had a good fight scene. Oh, it was brilliant. I loved it. Loved but it. In the midst of all of this like Beth also very sensibly is called the police yeah so to say you know we've actually stuff. we've discovered the scammers and we can prove it you know and they've said just come just come here and of course the police are like it, that would never happen anywhere else would be like well we're going to be about three to four hours because we've got lots of other cases and that yeah no the the Suffolk the police Suffolk are not very busy police are very like oh <laughs> yeah. all right where'd you say you were Lowestoft. well he says Lowestoft what's he doing in Lowestoft <laughs> Is Which what, is probably uh, about, what, like 30 miles away from Lavenham <laughs> or something. Like. Although you do wonder if his bail conditions meant he wasn't supposed to be in London. Maybe, yeah. You don't know what his bail conditions were. That's true. I mean, I know it's not leaving the country, but I guess if you live in Suffolk, Lowestoft is as good as leaving the country, isn't it? I mean, it's, it's in Norfolk. <laughs> um, I think it's in Suffolk still, isn't it? Lowestoft. I thought Lowestoft's in Norfolk. It might be I in think Suffolk. it's in Suffolk. So I think it's literally like... It you might know... be. It's practically leaving the country. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so yeah, so basically they, the police turn up and they obviously, the proof is there that the scammers are scamming All the, you know, they're in their workshop with all the scammy stuff and the fake paintings. You get the best line from Dennis though. He turns up just as they're throwing paint at Anna Tabor and Dennis turns up and says, and of course you're going to have a logical explanation for all of this. <laughs> <laughs> he he, did, give himself, line in he did give himself some good lines, didn't he, in this? He really, but you would, wouldn't you? You say would. So, so that's all. So all's well that ends well there. Um, Lovejoy's off the hook because the scammers have been exposed. But the problem with the gong is unresolved. He still has this issue, doesn't he? Yeah. And he basically wants. He does. He he repeats to Charlotte the idea that he had earlier. You know that actually this painting we've got the real painting now, which is just interesting. Like, yeah. if they just she says it's rather lost its charm. But also, yeah. they effectively. I know she bought it fair and square, but. They kind of, I guess it's fine. They kind of nicked it back. I guess it's kind of okay. But anyway, so he repeats what he said in the beginning that you know you can sell it for twenty grand and split the split the difference, um, and then that gives him the money to yeah to repay the check. And um, he's already got a buyer lined up for the painting, and and actually this time she, you know, goes along with it, and so all's well that ends well there. I did. I feel like she kind of has to as well because she really was awful to him. Yeah, yeah. she feels bad. She was doesn't so she? awful but also, in this episode. And she does, and so she should. The final line of my notes just says, poor Charlotte. No. I felt a bit bad for her. Because she, she kind of says, oh, I've been a bit of an idiot, haven't I? And I'm what just a like, fool yeah, you must think I've been, she says. And he's like, oh, no more than usual. I was like, oh, I love Joe. I don't know if it is. Jesus Christ, poor Charlotte. Whereas I've, written, whereas I've written, why did the painting have to look like Charlotte? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Do you know what I felt like saying? When he says no more than usual, I wanted to say, well, it takes one to know one, Lovejoy, because she falls for sleazy shithole men. Yeah. And he falls for blonde women with accents all the and time. No knickers. Mm. And no knickers. So, you know, and fake fur. So it's all very well him saying what a fool that Charlotte has been, but 
you know, he's done exactly the same. Both have reverted to type in this episode yeah. to allow the plot to succeed. It was a lot of so fun, though, wasn't yeah. it? It was. It was. And also, was. just as a complete aside, so I noticed that I watched this on UK TV Play as usual, and so one day they will mm-hmm. sponsor us. And um, <laughs> and they've got new uh, guidance on there, as in content guidance. But um, they have got these like, all these, like, symbols, but... Nowhere on there could I find what they meant, but I think they went to sort of tell you that it's got certain things in it, whatever. But <laughs> fake fights, yeah, bad fights, exactly. But then it did actually have one bit of text where it says contains mature themes, Ooh. which it definitely didn't say that before because I would have noticed because it was quite no. funny. Do you think you'd watch it and find it actually quite disappointing when you realise you don't really get to see anything because it was on at ten past eight? I, know, on a I mean, mature themes, I suppose. I suppose. Mm. But, yeah, I mean... I mean, it's not like got them injecting heroin into each other's eyeballs, <laughs> yeah. is it? Or anything like that. It's no. Not... No, but it was, yeah, all, all's well that ends well. So, you know, best back in the fold, the gong situation was sorted out, <laughs> love joined Charlotte's oh, yeah. relationship is repaired, all is well. Well, the, the gong situation was doubly sorted out because the final line, he bangs the gong to... Uh, he's a bit presumptuous here because he's, his potential buyers are already there because mm. he just knows she's going to say yes. He bangs the gong, summons them, they appear, and he says, quite fond of gongs too, and that was a nice last line. <laughs> yeah. He's hoping to palm off the gong. Who? What kind of buyer, by the way, would want uh, a Polish... 19th early 19th century painting and a gong a giant gong that's a pretty niche market isn't it the crossover between the venn diagram of those things is quite limited it's a very very small little box there (laughs) anyway oh but it was i actually loved it i did it was really i've always liked it the story was genuinely good because you were like it was you knew they were the baddies you kind of knew what they were up to but you didn't fully know what they were up to like it kept you guessing but not but not guessing so much which sometimes happens for me and frustrates me where i'm like i literally have no clue what's happening it wasn't like that it was like i know they're dodgy i know some they were doing some sort of scam but what is it and it and i think i particularly liked that it was a scam that we already knew (laughs) still didn't get it it was good, but you could keep up and it was well explained. I thought yeah, actually Eric Deacon well. was an absolutely yeah. smashing writer. Yes. I think he did an absolutely cracking job with this. I thought it was brilliant. Yeah. I really liked it. Yeah. Wow. So should we do marks out of ten? Yeah. Go on, who wants to start? Well, I didn't want to give it a high mark because I feel like I always give high marks, but it really was very, very good. And I really liked Clive Russell. He was. I'm going to put an extra point it in was for good. him just being tall and hot and not looking like Miss Abbott. Sorry, but he didn't. No, sorry, he doesn't um, look like Miss Abbott. So I'm, I'm going to give it an eight. Oh, I was going to give it a nine. I just think it's great. I think the plot is great. I love a bit of uh, Dennis. Mm. And Lovejoy was very hot, particularly when he was like a, a bit vulnerable and a bit drunk. Uh, although I probably wouldn't have wanted to kiss him because he must have just smelled of mess. Yeah. So you, you know, that thing when you're sort of drunk and sweaty and you, you've gone to bed all hot, you got up for a midnight wee. I mean, it's not... He's not... But anyway, uh, you, I mean, you couldn't smell him. You could only see him and he looked quite sexy and his voice was quite sexy. Anyway, so, I mean... And I thought it was a good story. Yeah. No, but eight point five of the nine points are for sexy love joy. <laughs> they, they are, but also, but generally, it's uh, no. I thought it was brilliant. I thought it was. I thought it started season six with a bang or the bang of a gong. Anyway, yeah, very good. I think I'm going to go in the middle of you two. I'm going to give it eight point five. Um, very good. Yeah, I just I loved it. I did, it was it was so much fun. 
It was just brilliant. It was. It was. It was good fun. It was a good watch. You can see that you could settle down to watch this of a Sunday yeah. night, and it's a cracking. I really enjoyed it. Story, Ooh. and it's brilliant. Um, Antique of the week. Antique of the week. Can I have the gong, please? I do like the gong. I do. No, I like sorry, Polly. Because no, I'm are sorry. We, would you be able to get it in your flat? Exactly. <laughs> you where are you going to put it? Have you measured it? <laughs> I have not measured it. We've we've made a lot of IKEA. We've made a lot of IKEA furniture as long as the gong itself could fit through. Although I don't know how I'd get it up my stairs. You could kind of hoist it up the balcony because I'm on the third floor. I could probably. I bet I could put it at work somewhere. It's the kind of thing I could put at work. I don't know where. I mean, imagine telling my boss that in my appraisal. Is it all right if I just bring a gong into work? Oh, they'd love. They'd love one at my work. Put it on the college green. They'd be so. Oh, they'd love it. Um. Yes, you can have the gong. All right. Good. Thank you. <laughs> what are you going to have, Helen? Oh, I don't know. There weren't really that many antiques in it, really, apart from either. the painting and the gong. And the painting was pretty hideous. Yeah. Like, it wasn't like... That was the weird thing as well. It wasn't a beautiful painting. It was just a badly painted Charlotte-alike um, yeah. <laughs> of some, you know, Polish aristocrat from 200 years ago, 300 years ago. So, um... I don't, do you have do you have one in mind, Emma? Yeah, to come back I'm to me. gonna have the Cartier watch because mm. I want the Cartier watch. Oh, the Cartier it watch is lovely, lovely. Actually, it and it's was. very elegant and it's very yeah. No, I do like the Cartier watch. I just like the gong for its novelty value. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I genuinely would have the Cartier watch. So, if any listeners would like to send it to me, I live at. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think. Oh. I took the best one. I did. You realize. did. I, I was struggling to think of anything. Actually, there. I could just have Clive Russell, circa nineteen ninety four. I think I might just <laughs> yeah. have. I might just have the YTS scheme. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> That's so sad. We were allowed to have the same one in the old days. We always used to have the same ones. We well, I don't know if I actually would. I mean, the, the watch possibly the gong. I mean, there's, I do like the watch. Even with my even with my loft conversion, there's not going to be room for a gong. <laughs> No, that's true. Can make a feature out of it. I'll just get I'll just get onto the builders tomorrow. <laughs> Did we learn anything? Well, so at one point Beth says to Charlotte, Don't never turn your back on a friend mm. because when you turn back they ain't gonna be there. But this episode is full of people turning their backs on friends, turning back and their friends being there <laughs> yeah. for them. Yeah. <laughs> like Literally, Beth goes off and then comes back and actually bails him out and runs the quote unquote investigation. Uh, and then they they're all there for Charlotte, even though Charlotte uh, is making some very you know terrible decisions. I feel like Lovejoy is constantly, particularly this episode, is full of people turning their backs and then coming back again. You know, Lovejoy and Beth are there for each other, and Beth. Are, oh, so, so basically, you learnt that Beth talks shit. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think I learned that people are more f- people are more forgiving than we would give them credit yeah. for. Oh, when they're your friends, so I mean, that's nice. a, hopefully that's well. I think that is true, isn't it? You know, we we forgive our friends or good friends. Yeah, we, we forgive our good friends even if they're really stupid. So actually, when Lovejoy says no more than usual, Charlotte, he's basically going, you know what, you you actually are a very bad judge of character, but I still love you, oh. is, is what he's saying. And, we, you know, you could think that about a lot of your friends. I've done some really stupid things. I'm very lucky to have people like you in my life. But actually, all most people who have a personality have, have occasionally either done or said something utterly uh, yeah. stupid yeah. or thoughtless or got the wrong end of the stick or whatever. And actually... 
good friends, I guess as long as you don't do it all the time, good friends, if their friends turn their back on them, they won't turn their back back if yeah, that makes they'll sense. Give, they'll give you the benefit of the doubt. and They will um, wait for yeah. you to come back. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I think that's, that's so a very... Nice. I think it's lovely to see that, you know, with Lovejoy and his gang. That oh, they're, exactly. They're there for each other. I was going to say I'd learned how to authenticate an Olofsky. <laughs> That is true. You have. Um, although I went, I sort of went all around the internet trying to find out if that was true, and I, I couldn't find if that was true. But it does sound like it could. I mean, I'm sure there are things that you can authenticate in a similar way. Like probably not, maybe not that exact thing, but there's probably things like that that exist. I think I learnt a really good scam that I'm going to try out tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, so if Helen tries to sell you a painting, watch out. Have you got a balcony, Helen? Have you got a balcony that you can swap it on? Uh, no, I just have to go out in the garden. <laughs> you, need, you need a fall guy as well that you're going to frame. For the... Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, my neighbour. Yeah. Totally. And you need a fur coat and a bottle of champagne. <laughs> Yeah, I've got those things. Got That's, those things. Uh, yeah. As long as it's a fake fur coat, remember, it's got to be fake. I've got I've got a lovely fake fur coat, but it is leopard print, so I feel like I would look a bit more like Bet Lynch than some sort of Polish aristocrat if I <laughs> yeah. bubbled around someone's house with a bottle of champagne. I'd have like little Carver. Yeah. <laughs> and my Primark fur coat is from Primark. You would totally be bribed and won over by little Carver then. This is the thing. I mean, it does trying to pull a scam on you. It does work. Not not on me. I've tried it on other people. It definitely. I, I, I probably said it before, <laughs> yeah, but yeah. like, because Carver is champagne. Like they're made oh, the exact same Carver. way. Like they are the same drink. So you know, Carver's nicer than champagne. Carver is nicer it's than champagne. Um, so that's it. We can't quite believe that we're at, in the final series. It's crazy. I'm kind of sad. Like, how did that happen? And how many episodes have we got left? Just nine. There's, there's, yeah, there's ten episodes in, in series six. Oh my goodness! Oh. Maybe we ought to slow down a bit. I'm sure there'll be some spin-off episodes, certainly for our oh, patrons. Oh, there definitely will. They yeah. definitely, definitely will. I'm just going to look on the Twitter and see if anyone has added anything since we started this in what feels like many, many hours ago. Uh, 100 years ago. <laughs> so, Kevin Laws on the Twitter, our, our occasional guest star that is Kevin Laws, again, we always has, always has to go by his full name, uh, has says that Day of Reckoning is his favourite uh, episode, which is coming up. Um, all the necessary elements, uh, including high levels of peril. Oh, excellent. There's a lot of peril. This is the next episode, by the way, that's coming Ooh, up. Uh, and, and it is very dark. I mean, it's got quite a... that The title is already quite foreboding. Day of Reckoning. It's very, very dark. Mm. Great supporting cast and beautifully directed. Over the Rainbow is my second favourite. So there's a lot of votes going for Over the Rainbow. I might do a Twitter poll on this. Mm. Uh, I might do it a bit later when we've covered a few yeah. of them. Uh, Over the Rainbow is second. I loved it. It was centred more around Tinker and it was absolutely about Tinker it's basically a whole episode about Tinker and it's beautiful and then he says last episode enough said sad face we don't like Kevin being sad there you go and uh, oh uh, I'll just see where we are on the mullet poll as well oh yes quick the mullet, poll. The mullet poll. We've had the figures are in we have had 24 votes which amuses me hugely that it's been online for about Three hours and we've we've got twenty four votes already. Um, it's quite impressive. Sixty seven percent vote Avec Mullet and thirty three percent vote Sans Mullet. Mm. So it's a definite a definite out and out favourite there for series two and five. Lovejoy Avec Mullet. Oh dear, what's wrong with people? lockdown? Lovejoy. So um so if you enjoyed this episode and your cocktail, please come and join us online at Lovejoy A Pod. Um, 
talk to Polly on the Twitter. She loves it. Answer um, our polls on the Twitter. And join us on Patreon if you want to. I might do a, I might do a series called Poll Does Polls. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very, very, very easily pleased. And join us on Patreon for cocktail recipes for all our previous episodes, which we'll be putting up there steadily for you. Um, if you want to go back and start along from the beginning because you can't bear the fact that we're in Series 6, um, I'll have another cocktail for you next time. Oh, That's it, we're done. Thank yeah. you for joining us, and we'll thank see you. you next time. Bye. 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 Let's tell the world of all our guilty That was so professional at the end. What the hell was that? That was so good. <laughs> <laughs>